Welcome to Artist Praxis Podcast, where artists make meaning of their art making. Every week, we hear one artist's creative process, learning all about their most recent finished project. We discuss everything artists work with, from materials to thoughts, from dreams to gestures, from feelings to tools. At Artist Praxis Podcast, we stand for inclusivity and curiosity, connectivity and human warmth. Hello, we are Deborah and Sarah. We are so happy to share with you another episode of the Artist Praxis Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. In this interview, we talked with artist Sean Noonan about his recent work that is on view on our website artistpraxis.com and on Instagram at artistpraxis. We were absolutely delighted to learn about Sean's painting process. You can find out more about his work at his website pastthesun.com and on Instagram at past.the.sun. We have all the links listed on our show notes. Here at Artist Praxis, we learn all about the making of one work of art. Our interviews begin with the artists describing their work, and we end our conversation on the words play, rest, and nurture. We hope you enjoy this episode. First, I just wanted to say uh, thanks for, for having me. Um, really honored to talk about my work here. The piece I chose, uh, it's called Where I Wanted. And it's an oil painting on panel. And I chose this piece because I, I kind of see it as a bit of like a culmination of a lot of things, but kind of like of what my practice has been leading towards. So, you know, something that I look for in my own painting is uh, kind of release, um, kind of like a, I don't want to say effortlessness, because there's actually a lot of thought um, behind the, the painting, but something that's free and, and sort of not overworked um, is really important to me. So this piece, um, I think kind of has that. And I think it's, uh, I think it might have that uh, specifically because I didn't know it was finished. Um, so I didn't have a chance to overwork it, uh, which is, which is a big thing for me. And the piece, uh, just to tell you a little bit about um, the subject matter. Um, I work, abstractly but a lot of people kind of relate it to landscape and um, I think in a lot of ways the work is about uh, landscape and my travel and this this piece in particular um, is about some time that I spent I was uh, actually teaching um, English overseas in Japan uh, which is a was a super influential time uh, in many ways but specifically uh, for my art practice I'd actually made two panels um, prior to this piece um, that were a little more um, specific about a trip that we took. And this piece was actually kind of um, a piece I made uh, in response to those two other paintings, um, which is something I often do, um, where one piece is maybe a little more literal. And um, as I continue to work, they kind of open up and maybe it's more like my own personal interpretation. Um, the material um, that I used, it's oil paint, but uh, it actually has uh, wax. Um, I use an oil bar. And I think that's a big component of the work. It's something that I didn't actually fully realize uh, until much later. I got really lucky. I, I took a job uh, at a place that actually makes uh, art materials. So that whole side of painting 
really became like something I was super interested in. And uh, we do make a wax paint, but we also make an oil paint that has wax. And um, this piece in particular, you can see it's it's really, really textural. And that's that's the oil paint and, and the fact that I, I do work in layers, but it's also um, the wax component kind of building up. And um, it's something that really works for me. I think uh, you guys maybe have seen some of the, the earlier work um, that's collage. And um, one thing I love about that work is I can really kind of separate layers and, and keep the work very graphic. And the way I do that is, you know, I can maybe start very loose and um, then tear the paper, which automatically makes it into like a new form or a new shape. And it, I don't want to call it like a crutch, but it really did help me kind of loosen up it. You know, I, I couldn't be tight because, you know, even if the mark making came out uh, in sort of a, a tight way, you know, I'd set the paper aside and then a few weeks later, uh, tear it apart and, and just have this loose, loose piece. So uh, moving to the panel, um, that was kind of a progression of um, actually, I'd say it was actually a progression of not needing the, the quote unquote crutch of, of you know, the, the process helping me. It was, um, I, th I think that really allowed me to uh, start painting as almost a daily practice. Um, and then over time, I, I was able to kind of be loose and free uh, without, without that step. But my, my painting, um, there is a lot of, I wouldn't say academic, but uh, composition is really important to me. My upbringing was actually, or as far as my early training in art, uh, it was fairly academic. And um, so I, I took lessons with, uh, with a teacher who would essentially set up um, a still life for us. And we always worked from something that was set up for us. So uh, it, it took me quite a while to kind of understand what my work was about. And I don't think I fully know at this point, but this piece I think is getting a little closer to where I want to be. That's wonderful, Sean. I wonder if you could tell us a little bit just to kind of finish up the idea of describing the piece also visually. Could you tell us a little bit about the colors and the choice of colors here? Yeah, so um, one of the, the great perks of working for the, the paint place is I get to really explore. Um, so I, I think the choice for the color of this one was, um, you know, I was really thinking about this trip we took. It was to an island um, in the Seto Sea region of Japan. And it's just one of the most beautiful places in the world. Um, but I was kind of thinking about the colors that uh, that I remembered and like the sunsets and uh, light uh, from that area. So um, to tell you a little bit more specifically about the color, it's actually only a few colors. And that's really something I, I try to do is uh, really limit my palette because otherwise I just, you know, I, th I think there's a lot more to it if I'm able to do that. But this, this one, uh, there's a lot of orange as you can see, and that's a, a cadmium orange. And um, one thing about working with the sticks is that, you know, unlike two paint, a lot of times you're kind of using the color directly uh, from the stick. It's a, a very direct, direct um, process. And that can be used to your advantage. Um, but as I build up, I kind of start graphically and I use them directly. And then usually later in the process, I kind of let them blend together. So 
one of my favorite parts about the piece uh, in, in the lower half, you can kind of see uh, there's a neutral gray um, that kind of, it's like a bluish gray. And at one point, I, I guess it was just the pressure uh, I was working with, but the, that gray kind of uh, melded with the, the cadmium orange and it just did something that really spoke to me. So I'm hearing this um, side of this making that you, you seem to have of uh, experimenting with the materials seems to be very important to you. And that uh, is perhaps something that you are negotiating with what you said that is your background in uh, a more academic kind of perspective, right? Of your art making and you're worried, let's say, about composition. And, uh, and also bringing another word that I, I always find very academic uh, in art making is bringing the notion of the landscape, right, for the painting, especially for those who are working with abstract. Yeah, it's funny because like I think about, you know, a lot of my favorite paintings and painters, um, they're not really abstract painters. So it's something I still love. And there's, it's undoubtedly something I'm, I'm thinking about, like, a lot of the collage pieces that I do, um, they kind of look, uh, Sarah had mentioned this, like um, like stacked rocks almost. So I call them abstract paintings, but I really think about like forms that could uh, work like in our world, like, you know, maybe have uh, weight to them or even a perspective like of a, of a shape might work, you know, where like it looks like a cube would actually, like how a cube would reflect with light on it. So they are, yeah, I guess they're abstract paintings, but looking is really important to me, like looking around me and um, seeing how light works is a big, a big deal for me. So academically speaking, is almost going from painting to sculpture. Yeah, yeah, it actually, um, it, that's funny you say that because um, like lately, some of my favorite artworks that I've seen are actually like drawings done by sculptors. So like, I don't know, I saw Louise Bourgeois show at MoMA a couple years ago and I've never, I, her work is incredible, undoubtedly, but I've never really connected with it. And um, that shows her drawings and her prints. And they're basically like, almost like blueprints um, for, like you can tell she's a sculptor even though you're looking at them. And I like to think that way. I, I like to build stuff. I definitely, I have never really done it like for my own artwork, but always like, you know, renovating the house or building something on my own. In the creative moment, let's say, of this piece, uh, when you're looking at it and you're looking at the layers that you are putting there, uh, how do you make decisions? How do you approach this looking? Can you try to just uh, go a little bit deeper on that for us? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think lately there there is a, a bit of a process that I return to. So I usually start with, uh, like found wood and you know maybe I, I again I'm, I'm doing a lot of work on my house right now so I have a lot of uh, older wood it's an older house so that's I'd say that's where it starts um, I, I take this surface that already has uh, some history and I look at that and so some of that is just responsive to uh, like the actual material that I'm working with and then and then I kind of combine that with whatever is on my mind. So, you know, maybe it's uh, like a, a trip we just took or a piece of art that I saw. But I usually I do really think in, in layers, like when I'm working. So like usually what I'll do is um, kind of uh, maybe cut like 10, 10 panels 
to roughly the shape that I want to work in. And then um, I often like to start with kind of unusual materials, like just paints that I have uh, from, from working on the house um, that have like a different quality uh, than the oil paint. And I, I usually do like almost like a ground, like maybe an academic painter might do with those and or like a stain and then you know potentially wipe that off so it picks up some of the the history underneath and then i let that dry and i return uh with the with the, the oil paint and even that process you know i usually work on like i'd say six or seven paintings at a time it, even that is very layered because uh, as you know the oil paint has it takes a long time to dry <laughs> so um, to keep it sort of like to keep the layers separate, what I do is um, kind of work in session. So I'll, I'll bring those six panels in and I'll lay out some initial shape and color. Um, and then I'll kind of let them rest uh, maybe for a few weeks and then I'll pick them back up and, and ret return to that piece. So I guess by looking, a lot of it is like responding to what, what was there. So in the beginning, it might be responding to um, the panel, but then as the process continues it's kind of responding to the paint and what what's been laid down so you you also also mentioned that uh, the choice of the colors came from uh, this trip uh, to japan so i'm wondering if you if that is coming from memory or it's coming from looking at images from the trip yeah uh from memory um i think that may, maybe is the like where the abstraction really comes in i i love like even when I paint, I like to just review, like in this painting in particular, um, there's like one little area where you, or two little areas where you can kind of see this like cerulean blue and the cadmium orange. It's a very graphic, um, like two little spots where they're side by side. And it just kind of reveals like this very clear image. And I kind of relate that to like memory in a lot, a lot of ways. Like you have, you know, maybe these very, like vivid memories of specific things from, from a place, but you don't have all the information. So yeah, I guess, um, I guess it's, it's more from memory than from, uh, from, you know, looking at image imagery. It feels to me like this memory also includes a lot of sensual stimulus or stimuli, like the, maybe the scents or, I mean, I'm thinking of a landscape and the trip um, on the ferry towards that Island like the, the wind, maybe the, the light quality, um, the touch, I don't know, it feels very sensual to me. So I wonder about that quality. When you work with that paint with like the many layers, the, the found wood, how do these two things, the material and these memories kind of work together and find synergy in a way? Can you talk about that process about, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. it, it might be very abstract to talk about that no, kind of no, thing because it's, it's kind it's of wonderful. not I, tangible. I you know, I, I would say that that trip in general, it was for, for pleasure um, to begin with. Like we, we worked a lot when we were there and anytime we found uh, a few days where we could check out Japan, uh, we, we took trips. So it, it was kind of a funny trip because we, we were going to this place that we, we knew would be beautiful just because of the region that, that it was in. But uh, once we arrived, it was just mind blowing. Like, yeah one of the most gorgeous places I've ever been. And yeah, I, I'd say I, I, I don't know if I think back to like the smells per se for, for me, so much is, is visual. 
maybe you know it's something I I would like to consider. <laughs> Um, but usually it's, it's just the memory of, um, like the light, you know, they really, uh, they love, they actually have a word for, um, like golden hour, um, that, that time in just before evening. Um, and in that area, it's just, I mean, just so beautiful. It's something I, I constantly, we were only there for a year, but it's, I talk about it all the time, um, because it was just so impactful. Uh, so I'm, I'm getting the sense of pleasure on pleasure <laughs> yeah and even pleasure. painting for me like even painting for me it's it's pleasure it's it a lot of it is just about like the love of painting it's funny actually I recently watched uh an interview with one of my favorite painters uh Howard Hodgkin and you know he's I think in a similar way like you look at the paintings and they're just so loose and free and just like a love his love of color And the interview was really funny because he he kind of was talking about like the burden of painting and I just don't believe it. <laughs> I could I could see his love. This loose quality of the brush stroke reminds me of a quote actually of Paul Klee who said uh, taking a mark on a walk that's how he describes drawing and that how it feels or I get that sense when I look at your painting you know about journeying through a surface Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the highest honor right there. I love love Paul Clay, <laughs> Clay. Um, but yeah, he's got like such a playful nature to his work, and um, I think it's something I I I wouldn't say I try to bring it. It's it's just there because I, I love love painting. I've done it my whole life, and um, but yeah, I think there there certainly is a journey, and and this is one that I I think worked out. It doesn't always, you know. I'm sure you guys know as as painters, uh, a lot of times they end up in the trash, but <laughs> um, this one is a journey that, that worked out. I'd like to go back um, to how you said that uh, this, this painting is a combination of past work and of general subject, you know, and um, I, I just wanted to hear more about in terms of on the moment of the creation of these, what are the elements that you can identified there that give you this feeling of this combination, right? Because also you said that uh, at some point you mentioned that you finished it before you finished, right? So uh, I'm, I'm, I feel like these two things kind of like conflict with each other, like, uh, you know, having a combination, but finishing before finishing. And, you know, I just wanted to hear more about this the pro while you're making it, you know, like what can you identify that was that brought you to this combination or that you see that this combination is, is there? Yeah. Um, that's a really good question. <laughs> I, I think like my, because, because my, I, I would say like my normal response, like my training was all in um, really like rendering. And so my natural tendency would be to just keep getting tighter and tighter and tighter. Um, just because it's like what I've, I did my entire life. So I think it is a, a bit in conflict because, um, you know, with this piece in particular, and it's something that happens often where um, like I'll do what I think is just going to be an underpainting. And then I realized that, you know, it's actually a finished painting. And the reason why is because I wasn't overthinking it. Um, you know, I was just, just painting and just being kind of cathartic, I guess, uh, with with the material um so yeah i guess there is a bit of uh conflict there and then you sometimes i let i let 
um, that side of me also uh, come out. Like I, you know, with the twin column pieces I do, they're they're very graphic. Um, they're you know kind of hard edge. Well, not hard edge. I, I still leave a little touch um, in there. Um, but they're very graphic uh, areas of color, and the collage has a lot of that too. Um, so th when I do that, I can focus more. It, I can really focus on like, you know, something compositionally like color relationship where, you know, I've limited all the, um, it, it's funny, like, you know, a lot of people say, I love the, the brushwork, like you had mentioned the brushwork, but I actually, they're, they're sticks. So it's actually more of a, a like a drawing mark. Um, although occasionally I do go back in with the brush, but for these, yeah, I guess, I guess, um, like early on, I was I was focusing on kind of limiting a lot of elements of painting and just you know may, maybe working with like two two shapes side by side so I can just look at like color relationship. And then with these, I think it's it's more you know bringing some of that in or a lot of that in, but also just having fun. <laughs> so in in the combination, there is this necessary fun <laughs> and uh, and perhaps uh, I, I also hear you talking a little bit about how you allow yourself to arrive at having this fun by doing this other kind of work like the collage in which you have more control and more uh, focus yeah I, I think that's absolutely true and I, and I think like you know for from doing it so often, there's, there are little things that I, I think that I intentionally do to help myself get to that point. Like, I think, you know, if I was just working on one piece, uh, it wouldn't get to this point. Like it just, my, it wouldn't happen, but you know, it's little things that I've kind of learned just from doing it so often that helped me arrive at, you know, more of like this, uh, act, I guess. Right. That, that's, that's very important for me to hear because that's one of the, the questions that I have uh, in terms of painters doing multiple paintings, right? And the importance in this creative process of doing, uh, like you're saying, like six panels at the same time. Uh, so you have a conversation that is going on between the, those six panels, right? You have like a, a bigger thought perhaps that is putting all of them together. But then you can also go back and look at one piece and be like, okay, so this one here actually achieved what you perhaps didn't even know, or perhaps you actually wanted it to be. So I'm also like wondering in that sense, how much do you bring already when you're starting off uh, an idea or a feeling or a specific thing that you would like to, to have in your paintings? You know, it's, it's kind of nice. Like, I think I now have like developed, um, I don't know if you'd call it like mark making or maybe some shapes that I think I just kind of came to from like, again, like just painting over and over. And they're just sort of forms that like, like I just come back to and I, I'm not entirely sure why, but it's a really nice thing to have like developed this. Um, like I've, I did some pieces recently. Uh, they're just, they're like a neutral gray and kind of a warm white and they're much more graphic and they're, they're just shapes kind of side by side. And it's, it's kind of nice because I can, like, if I get stuck or, or maybe I don't know how to start, I can kind of like begin with um, some of that language. And then, it, and then I have, you know, something to respond to um, along with like, 
you know, my inspiration for, for the day. Um, so I do bring some of that like la language in, I guess. Yeah, I like that word language because it includes kind of repetition or a pattern, something that you can rely on. And and in that in that regards, I'm also interested in the materials that you're using, maybe also as a foundation for exploration, but you're you're using handmade or found materials that are very local. They're from your right from your house. The surface is from your house and then the paint is is from your workplace and and you you make them yourself right yeah so my my position there is actually um we had a a workshop program well we we still do but uh you know with the pandemic it's changed a little bit so i'm more like on the education side but the the factory is right there and um it's something i'm i'm definitely closely uh tied to and really really interested in like the, the process of making pain and, and the material itself. It's, it's a fascinating thing. It's, I mean, I'd say it's just as fascinating as, you know, the actual painting. Mm -hmm. Is there a conscious choice of using the materials that are from where you're from or where you live at? I mean, obviously you work there, so it kind of is, there's an immediate connection, but using the house also as a, surface to paint on or pieces of the house yeah um it, there's definitely some conscious decision and and i know that for sure because like in my situation right now we also make encaustic paint and i don't use that and it, it's a wonderful material but there is something about oil i mean obviously there's a long history to the material but it's there's something about the the quality of oil that is very very conscious like i i love it but As far as like choosing uh, sort of local materials, I don't know. Like I think, I think I just use whatever I have access to and whatever's around me. So like, for example, if, or like when I was overseas, I didn't have access to that. So I used like pens and, you know, just maybe like cheaper paints, like gouache. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, this is my favorite material to work with, but I think, I think I just, yeah, I guess it's local and that I use what, what's around me. <laughs> to some extent. I, I just uh, have one question that uh, I don't know if it came up, but uh, what is the size of the painting? Yeah, that's that's a really good question. Um, I've worked in all different sizes, um, you know, over the last, I'd say, 20 years. Um, but right now I'm really, really interested in kind of um, smaller scale works. And I'm not entirely sure, but I think that may partially be an influence of like some of my favorite artists. I love uh, Forrest Best, like I love his his small panels. And I'm always amazed when like so much can be said in uh, this small space. Uh, you know, like I when I was in university, there there definitely was a big push. I remember I had a professor that, you know, kind of thought you had to work like six feet by six feet or it wasn't a painting and it's wonderful being, it was wonderful being in school, but it's also wonderful being out of school and, and seeing that, you know, you get to choose whatever you want. And I think these small panels will still allow me to, to say what I want to say. Um, I do. Yeah. Maybe I will start to work larger, but for right now they do do what I want, want them to do. So Sean, we'd like to end our interviews with three words that say a lot about the podcast <laughs> that are play, rest, and nurture. And I'm wondering if you could tell us what these words mean to you and to your art practice. 
Yeah. Um, I think play, play, that's, that's an easy one uh, for me because um, painting really, it is play. It's like, it's where I get my adrenaline going, you know, uh, in the same way that, you know, you get from playing it. That's, that's, that's a very, it's a key component, uh, component for me in my work. And then I'm sorry, the other two were rest and nurture and nurture uh, rest. You know, I, I think rest is important, but I, you know, I, I, I find like there, there was actually after university, I was kind of, um, I wasn't really working much at all. Um, but I was still looking and for many reasons, but I've learned that, you know, rest might, like, I actually think it is important to, to, to do the practice uh, regularly. I think like you kind of form this habit. It doesn't mean they're all going to work out, but um, yeah, rest. Well, you, okay. Here's, here's one thing. When I, when I have a chance to rest from life, I'd, I'd like to be in the studio. That's <laughs> sort, of, sort of my rest. And then uh, nurture. I think for artists, you know, we're, we tend to be sort of internal uh, people and, you know, I, like this is, it's, it is a real release uh, for, you know, things that are happening in life, good and bad. Um, but it's, it's a way we can uh, sort of nurture like what we're feeling, get through, like, I mean, this past year, I think was a, a perfect example. Something I'm really, really grateful for is that my art is visual art because, um, Essentially, it, you know, I was locked in a, a room for a year <laughs> almost, um, and and you know, it's it. So it, it really was nurturing in a really difficult time, and yeah, just kind of let you uh, get away from some of the challenges or face them. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's wonderful. wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, thank, yeah, you. thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. The Artist Praxis Podcast is created by Deborah Fation Grodsky and Saha Ahiagada. Original music by André Javi. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe and leave us a review. That will help us reach a broader audience. If you are an artist and would like to be interviewed, or if you would like more information about the podcast, please visit artistpraxis.com.